Kyle Rittenhouse was back in the news. Uh, but that is not the biggest story of the week, at least as far as we're concerned. And that's what we're going to talk about. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer, and this is my lovely wife, Nikki. Hello. And we got, I think, a pretty important topic to bring to you guys this week. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit out of the normal realm of how we bring you the news on Saturdays, uh, but I think it's very important. So that's what we're going to get into. But before we dive into this, is there anything you would like to say? Yeah, I actually have a prayer request this time. I know last time I was kind of... Couldn't think of anything, but yeah, just, her life um, was so good before she had <clears throat> nothing to pray for. Stop. There's always, yeah, I can always pray for other people, but yeah, just lift my brother up in prayer. He's just going through a hard time right now, um, spiritually and, um, yeah, just pray for his faith and for him to draw near to the Lord right now. Cause you know, God gives us everything we need. He's the answer to all our problems. So yeah, just appreciate Thank your you. prayers. Yes, please lift him up in prayer and then pray for us. It looks like our uh, we've kind of been talking about a potential interview with Dr. James White. Sounds like that's finally going to be in the works here. It looks like we got a weaseled into his schedule somehow, and we are very <laughs> thankful for that. So if yeah. all goes well, we will have that for you guys next week, either Wednesday or Saturday. We'll see how it shakes out, uh, but we should have that for you guys next week. So. If you um, are listening to us or watching us for the first time, please make sure you um, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube, follow us if you're on the podcast, so you make sure you don't miss that, and then uh, consider sharing us with a friend and maybe even Mm -hmm. leaving us a nice review, because we would definitely appreciate that. So uh, with that being said, we mentioned um, Kyle Rittenhouse is back in the news, and that's because his verdict, uh, verdict just came in, I believe, today. So if you want to read this headline, honey. Yeah. Um, jury finds Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty on all counts. Yep. And then just right here. Yep. The jury gave the verdict uh, Friday afternoon after nearly four days of deliberation, acquitting the defendant of all charges. Yep, so Mm -hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty on all charges. And, um, you know, I feel like if you've been following the news at all and you're not just like, you know, a slave to your political affiliations, this is really the outcome that we were expecting from everything that we've been reading and hearing. Um, Again, I don't really dig too far into each, you know, partisan side do my best not to, but this was kind of what I was hearing. Um, so with that being said, I don't really have a lot to say on this. Uh, we just, we need to be in prayer for these people, mm-hmm. uh, because emotions are going to be running high. Um, yeah. we need to pray yeah. for cooler heads to prevail that, you know, emotions will be tempered because people, you know, if you have jumped on the internet at all, or if, for whatever reason, you're foolish enough to be on Twitter and Facebook and all that. I'm sure you've been seeing all of the hate, you know, being slung around from both sides. And we need as Christians to not wade into those waters. I actually haven't been on and no, like noticing all the hatred. Yeah. I mean, that's good. But 
yet. And I mean, I only did because I knew we were going to bring up this story. So just wanted to, you know, see what was out there. But, um, you know, Matthew 5, 9, um, Jesus tells us that blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. And we need to be peacemakers. We can't, you know, expect whoever, you know, big time celebrity or news personality you listen to, to be the peacemaker if you're not willing to be the peacemaker in your own circle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just as you can be in your prayer closet for these people, for Kyle Rittenhouse, he's going to need prayer because he's a marked man. Mm -hmm. Um, But also there's three dead uh, men who all have families and those families need prayer as well. Yeah. Um, You don't know how they're feeling and yeah, I mean, regardless of the situation, if yeah. your son was killed, even if he was an aggressor, you'd still be, yeah. you know, torn right. up about that. So they need prayer for sure. Um, but just all the parties involved, the nation and all that stuff needs prayer because it's going to be a hairy situation. And uh, that's really all we got to say about Kyle Rittenhouse, unless you have anything to say about it. Pretty uneventful no. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So to us... The big story of the week um, and what we really want to spend our time on this episode. And this came out from Blaze TV, um, which is a Glenn Beck um, owned company. And I know, you know, emotions and attitudes toward Glenn Beck is probably different depending on where you're at. This isn't an endorsement of him in any way, uh, but just a, um, a documentary that he did that we watched and I mean, we're, I'm a big fan of Glenn Beck, so I just know some people aren't, you know, when it comes right. to Glenn Beck. So yeah. I don't want this documentary to be skewed by the person presenting it. Um, and it was called Crimes or Cover-Ups. And what it is is basically the most in-depth look, really, that we've ever seen in the last two years at the coronavirus and really where it started and basically how we got to where we are today. Um, Yeah, it seems like he presented it very unbiased. It was just presenting documents, emails, and he said, don't take my word for it. You look all this up for yourself. You know, and he gave you links and everything. So I like when you're presented facts and you're able to look it up yourself. You don't just have to believe the person presenting it because yeah you know i'm sure many people will just take him at his word yeah i mean if you like him then you probably are prone to do that but we'll have links um in the show notes to all of the documents for um you can see here all the documents for uh there that he used on the episode so you can Follow that link. I think he asks you for an email, um, so you might get some spam from the blaze. But if you want to check those documents out, they'll be there. You can do your own research. But really what made this so good is it's not a bunch of really new information if you've been following closely. But what it does is it takes all the information that you've heard in bits and pieces Mm -hmm. at different times, Mm -hmm. and you may have forgot some of it, or and it lays it all out basically in one two-hour segment, start to finish. Yeah, the timeline and everything. In a very good way. I mean, Glenn Beck is obviously famous for his chalkboard type stuff. And that's what he does here. So you can kind of see it all played out from start to finish where we are today. And I think that's really helpful. Again, you'll make your own conclusions on whether or not it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's even cooler is at the end of this two-hour episode, 
And I think, I don't even think you have to sign up for the Blaze anymore. Um, you can sign up for Blaze TV if you're interested. I mean, we're not affiliates or anything like that, but if you want to, I think they give you a free trial and then otherwise it's, you know, whatever, like 10 bucks a month. But I think it's on YouTube now for free. So you can just go and watch it if you want. Um, but then after the two hour episode, they did a one hour. Um, like a Q&A. Yeah, kind of like a Q&A with Steve Deese um, or Dace, I think. And then a Ryan Cole and Daniel Horowitz, some other guys. Yeah. Um, and if Steve Dace, if you're unfamiliar, he wrote kind of a pretty popular book on Dr. Fauci called The Fauci and Bargain. Um, and we'll have that book linked in the show notes. That is an affiliate link. So if you click on it and buy something on Amazon through there, that'll help our channel at no cost to you, but it's there for you if you're interested. Um, so they kind of walk through an hour long, taking questions from Twitter, and then they sort of answer them with this Dr. Cole, who's like a Mayo mm -hmm. certified or whatever doctor. Mm -hmm. So really good, just very informative. And I thought to us, that was the most important thing that we've seen this week. Just Definitely. the way that it laid it out. So seems like everybody would be interested in this. I mean, everybody in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think we should. I think it highlights the world that we live in, the country that we find ourselves in in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I think like we've been talking about on this show for, what, eight months now? Um, you know, how do you live in a godless world as a Christian? And this is just a lot more of that highlighting sort of the spirit of the age that we live in and yeah and also living i mean not just as a christian is just not being ignorant of things and being controlled and swayed by what the media tells you like everybody's being divided not just christians so i mean we should look at it you know through the eyes of god how he wants us to think and act on it but it applies to everybody yeah i i agree it applies applies to everybody and um, like we kind of do when we go through our Mars Hill episodes, we obviously can't cover everything in this show. It's literally like two hours of just straight information dump. So it's a lot to take it in. It's a lot. Like we watched it again and it was still like, yeah, it's still a lot, a lot of to names. Take in. I mean, there's names you've heard, but you didn't really know a lot. Like for me more. I mean, I know you read news articles and stuff more than I do, but that's why I'm sadder so. than she is. <laughs> So I had to ask him a lot of questions. There's still a lot that I don't understand fully, but definitely understand a lot more now. Yeah. So, you know, and I kind of had my summary, you know, of what I, you know, thought where we were today. And I don't think this show really changed my mind a lot. It maybe just opened my eyes more. So I was just kind of wrote down my thoughts on it. Like my summary, especially after watching this show, was basically our government Based, you know, through Dr. Fauci and a few other scientists and um, other firms and stuff mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, give grants and stuff for medical research. But basically, our government and Dr. Fauci and the NIH, uh, NIH they funded the research basically that created the SARS COVID 2, COVID 19 virus. That virus ultimately leaked from a lab in Wuhan, and that virus spread around the world. It affected almost every single person on the planet. And then the people that are responsible in our own government, they knew what it was, but they chose to lie about it. Mm -hmm. At the same time that they were lying to you and me about it, um, that same government, along with private corporations, were working on a risky vaccine 
And the same people that created the virus, again, that spread from the lab, are now demanding that you take a vaccine that doesn't work or else they will take everything from you until you basically cave and take the vaccine. So you look at that and what's crazy is some people are calling that a modern miracle, right? We've talked right. about that. This is a modern miracle from God. All these lies are from God, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, I look at this, I would call it evil, yeah. what our government has done. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're going to have to ultimately watch this show for yourself unless you've already made up your mind. We would highly encourage you to watch it, especially if it's free on YouTube. Yeah. All it costs you is uh, two hours, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you had a summary, just kind of where we sit today. I mean, a lot of people don't trust. The government anyway you know they opened with uh, trust and how everybody just like you can't have a healthy relationship without trust and we should be able to trust our government trust our authorities put in place to protect us and when it's revealed that they weren't thinking of us at all but only their own uh, lining their own pockets and just for control it yeah, I think it's, and at the same time, they're causing us to not trust each other, but we really shouldn't be trusting them. Yeah. It's and that's, really twisted. That's been a point we've tried to make over and over that our, our problem in this country should not be with us and yeah. our neighbor. You know, we should be able to have political differences, religious mm -hmm. differences, every, you know, a whole bunch of differences. But it really should be us versus them, the people in power that want to control our lives. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how people are not seeing that when COVID is played out. You know, yeah. the show opens and Glenn Beck kind of talks about, you know, back when this first started and the lockdowns came in, they told us 15 days, right, to flatten the curve. So it started from 15 days to flatten the curve. Here we are almost 615 or so days later. Mm -hmm. And now we're sitting here looking at 15 days to flatten the curve to where we are today, where we have Austria getting ready to impose COVID lockdowns for everybody unvaccinated age 12 and older. Wow. We've seen what Australia has been doing, essentially building COVID uh, concentration camps around the world. And all of it, you know, makes you think like, how did we get here? How did we get here so from quickly. this virus? And that's what this documentary sort of lays out really well. And again, this, if you at least listen and believe this documentary, um, really two people are at fault here. And it's our government mm -hmm. because they created the virus along with China, who once the virus spread, like it leaked Wuhan. They knew about it, right? And they allowed it to spread around the world. And this wasn't in the documentary, um, but I believe it was. Uh, I can't think of the podcast, but it might have been uh, the Steve Day show. But they had somebody come on, and they were kind of talking about in the immediate aftermath of this virus spreading, China basically shut off everything into and out of Wuhan, every dirt road. People were locked in their house, and they talk a little bit about the the lockdown on Wuhan back in October of 2019. So even before we knew what COVID was, right. um, but this interviewer or interviewee made note that there was only one way of travel into and out of Wuhan during this immediate outbreak of COVID. And that was through international flight. So China was allowing 
international travelers to come into and out of Wuhan to essentially get COVID and spread it around the world. So like in my mind, if we were in a more sane country and we actually had a backbone anymore, we'd be at war with China. Mm. The only problem is they'd be like, uh, yeah, fool, you started this. Like you were here with your doctors and scientists and you created the virus. They tried to blame the United States. Yeah, so we don't even get to hold our head up and have the high ground, the moral high ground on China. Oh, yeah. like, think how sad that is when you don't have the moral high ground on communist China. I know. Like, Pretty we're both pathetic. to blame, but they knew that it was out. You know, that's, I don't know, that's a little more important. Yeah, it's crazy because this documentary even highlights that back in like October of 2019, as China was locking down Wuhan, there was the world military games going on at the same time. So they still allowed those world military games to continue in Wuhan. Well, I thought if they were to like cancel it, that would look more suspicious. Of course it would. You had a so, <laughs> so they COVID couldn't. breakout. Like, that was just bad timing for that to happen. Right. And again, if you were a more upright, morally just government, which China isn't, you would go, oh my God, I can't believe that something bad has happened here. We must alert the world and like tell them so we can all stay safe but instead they kept their they mouth only closed. think of their own their own name really yeah and sadly our government was doing the same thing so yep this uh the first really interesting point that jumped out to me in this and it's really at the start of the episode and um he makes note and again these documents are through that link if you want to go find them for yourself but um, he talks about back in 2005, um, the, our U.S. government passed a bill. It was a hurricane relief bill. And then tucked inside the hurricane relief bill, there was a small provision that essentially it was called like a, um, I can't think of what the name was, but it was essentially, they wrote into that bill that these pharmaceutical companies were absolved yeah. of lawsuits um for vaccines or drugs that were used during emergency youth emergency use authorization acts mm -hmm. so that's been a big issue in this country today right where during the first couple years or the first year and a half right when these vaccines were just coming out before we had fda approval they're under emergency use authorization and one of the big complaints was like, if something goes wrong, you can't sue these companies for that. Well, that provision was written all the way back in 2005. Wow. Like almost like they kind of knew some like, stuff I was cooking. Like I thought it might have been new. Like that was shocking to know that back that far. Yeah. And as they go through this, these same doctors, um, the Dr. Barrick that they, uh, they'll reference a ton in this um, yeah. show. He was doing gain of function research back in 1997, and he's ultimately the guy who goes on to essentially work with China to create this SARS-CoV-2 virus. So, like, this guy was well known. They were doing this gain of function research, and at the same time, they're like, we should probably, like, you know, write this little provision into law here that these vaccine makers can't be held liable if mm -hmm. people actually get a vaccine injury during emergency use authorization. So mm -hmm. um, that to me stood out quite a bit as being just very nefarious. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Definitely. They knew what they were doing. So as the timeline kind of goes through, um, just got a bunch of notes here. I was just kind of jotting down quickly as we were. Um, you talk about when they paused. Yeah. The so research. you go from 2005 and they kind of take you to 2013. Um, the scientist, Dr. Barrick, um, Dr. Xi, who's kind of known as like the bat lady in China, works at the Wuhan lab. They're starting to work on these bat coronaviruses and trying to put them into mice with humanized lungs. So they're kind of talking about this process. Um, once all that's kind of coming out, I don't remember exactly why he said it, but the gain of function, which is that's what that is, right? Gain of function. They're trying to figure out. And if you're unfamiliar with gain of function, it's essentially taking a virus from one, you know, basically species and seeing how to make it jump into another species, mostly from an animal into a human. That's what they're trying to do. And um, Glenn Beck made the point, and I thought it was a good point, though I disagree with him, that these uh, scientists, Dr. Fauci's, the Dr. Barrick's, um, the eco health funding groups and stuff, they went into this in in their mind they have good intentions for this you know that's what he said that's what he said and that's i think what they essentially come to with a lot of the research that they're doing so in their mind these dr barracks the dr fauci's their idea is that they're going to go out and they're going to find every variation of a virus or whatever it happens to be and that's what they're going to do this gain of function research on. And if there's any virus that they can find that will jump into humans and be dangerous, they're going to create a vaccine for it How can you... before it comes in, you know, becomes or affects humans, right? But there's they're going no to... way to have every variation. That's well, why I don't see right. that could be good intentions because it's. But that's their intention. Whatever we yeah. think of it, they think that's the right thing to do. And I, again, I don't necessarily agree. I mean, I don't disagree that that's their intention. I disagree that that's somehow a noble intention because to me, that's an antichrist intention. They're essentially thinking like they're gods, right? Like they're charged with protecting the world and protecting the human race. And that unless they find these diseases and prevent them before they even catch and spread, well, then humanity, you know, we're in trouble when really... They knew the risk though. They knew... Well, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. They know the risk, but they don't, they don't care. I mean, not that they don't care about the risk. This is the whole, the ends justify the means thing, right? Where, yeah, a lot of people might die if this thing spreads, but more people may die if we don't have a vaccine ready for it kind of a thing. Um, So he does make that point. I don't disagree with it, but I think it's an ungodly perspective. Because as Christians, right, like God is in control. He's sovereign over everything. He's sovereign over your life, my life, when mm-hmm. the world is created, when the world ends, he's sovereign over all of it. So yeah, for us yep. to try to put ourselves in God's place, and I don't, I would assume Dr. Fauci's not a Christian. Um, right. right. Honestly, watching this show. Well, he was just straight up lying and he's caught a maniac. in his life. He's a psychopath yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like anybody that's willing to just so easily and blatantly lie is a dangerous person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, he already, you can see he has this God complex. He's going to protect us. Even when 
in 2014, gain of function research essentially gets paused or put on hold. It's not allowed in America anymore. And Glenn Beck lays this out in his documentary. Was um, that because of DARPA when it got paused? No, that's later on in the in okay. the timeline. But in 2014, it essentially gets paused, and um, they sort of allude to that. They kind of keep working through it anyways. And the NIH through and Dr. Fauci keep funding it. Mm-hmm through um, this EcoHealth Alliance. And then later in 2017, they eventually unpause this and continue on, even though they can't everybody explain. thinks it's really risky. Yeah, he said that he reached out to them. And they didn't respond about why they paused and why they unpaused. Yeah, they couldn't really get an answer as yeah. to why they did that. Um, so, yeah, it definitely looks really sketchy. And... You can definitely see the God complex, or at least to me, that stands out in these people, um, that they're the ones that are going to protect us. But there's a lot that goes into that. Um, I think the other big point that really jumped out to me um, was that, well, and maybe this was later in the show, but I don't. He goes into and he has documents basically showing that the government is a co-owner of the mRNA vaccine. So essentially, in 2015, they draft up a contract with Moderna. The U.S. government, through the NIH, drafts up a contract to basically go 50-50 on the mRNA vaccine with Moderna. That contract gets negotiated, but basically put on hold. And it gets put on hold all the way until December 12th of 2019. Right as the pandemic's about to be... That's after China told that's them. That's after the pandemic's already started in China, but we haven't heard about it yet. China's kept that close to the vest. So we don't hear about the pandemic really until December 31st, 2019. Mm-hmm. So two weeks mm-hmm. before the pandemic is released to the world, they sign this contract with the government to go half-seas on the mRNA vaccine. And... As we know, obviously, once the vaccine hit, the rest is history. You know, that's where we are now. So when you start seeing things, and Glenn sort of starts making this case that, like, if you wonder why no other treatment is really approved of or spoken of as highly. Yeah. They don't even want to tell you how to naturally, like, take care of yourself. Just common sense things aren't even brought up. Yeah, and the stuff that has been proven to work, right? Like the ivermectins, the hydroxychloroquines. Um, Because it's an antiviral and antifungal and all this stuff. And there's tons of people that have taken it that it works. And Mm -hmm. But then you're like, why doesn't the government approve of this? And again, this could just be straight conspiracy and have nothing to do with it. But they own 50% of the vaccine. Yeah. So if you owned a product, that's what you would push. You wouldn't push a competitor's product. And this is, um, to me, I mean, even more nefarious because this has quite literally cost people's lives. Mm -hmm. And as we've seen, this vaccine doesn't work. It's just plain and simple. The vaccine doesn't work. And to steer people away from effective treatments and demand, I mean, to the point where, again, Austria, you're getting locked in your house in Australia, you're getting put in quarantine camps. We've getting, we talked about this just last week. We're getting ready to inject six month old babies 
with a vaccine that we have no idea about the long-term impacts, doesn't protect them, and they have no risk of it. And our psychopaths in our federal government, in our state governments, are completely on board with this. This is wickedness. Um, I don't, I don't even get how you could get on board. I'm, I understand if you're a 60 year old overweight, you know, smoker or something, you're like, I need a vaccine because I'm at risk. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a six month old baby and you're going to roll them down to get injected with an experimental vaccine that has been proven to not even work. Like just wild Um, And then when you start seeing the timeline and the way things are laid out in the lies, the, you know, there's just so many lies. I just don't know how you can go on believing anything like that they tell you to do. You do the complete opposite. Like, why do people still trust? Why? Like, that's my biggest question. It's not. It's like the wickedness is what Fauci and these scientists are doing, but the other wickedness is people's uh, willful ignorance, which causes them to do harm to themselves and to their children by obeying them. Like ignorance is going to kill people. Yeah. And that's the reason why we wanted to point this out to you, because obviously we don't get any joy in calling people wicked or, you know, this sort of thing, but we have to realize who we're dealing with. You know, as G.I. Joe told us, right, knowing is half the battle. Like, you can't go, and we as Christians especially, we're so prone to giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And being forgiving and being willing to, you know, let people back in if they've mistreated us. And that's all good. We should, right? We should be forgiving, you know, as we forgive, we'll be forgiven, right? Mm -hmm. So, but these are people in positions of authority, positions of power that are maniacs. They, the Dr. Fauci's in the world that have God complexes that believe they're smarter and they should control you. Like Mm -hmm. you can't trust what he says. You can forgive him. Sure. And we should forgive him. But the idea that you would ever take what he says as a truthful statement again, you just can't. That's pure Mm -hmm. ignorance. Um, and you do it to your own detriment. And that's why we want to bring this stuff to your attention because you can't be like, well, I get, yeah, he lied to me for the last 20 years. I get it. But this is probably true. No, if he <laughs> lied to you for the last 20 years, yeah. he's lying to you again, right? It's the, you know, child who's a drug addict kind of a thing. Yeah, your heart goes out and you want to believe him. You know, he just needs 10 bucks for gas money. No, you know, it's not gas money. You know, he's going to go spend it on drugs. Don't give him the money. Love him, but don't give him the money, right? Love your, you know, pray for these people. Love their love them enough to pray for them and call on God to humble them and bring them to repentance. But don't put your trust in these people. Like our politicians and these leaders, they should be trusted as far as their very next decision. And the second it goes awry, they need to be held to account for it. They get the shortest of leashes because yeah, that's true. You know, the old saying, right? Power. Um, uh, what's the saying? Uh, power corrupts and then like absolute power corrupts abs or i don't know absolutely i can't remember (laughs) but when they have absolute power right and they're corrupt they're going to corrupt everything Mm -hmm. they touch um yeah people in power need to be watched very closely like you said a short leash yeah and this isn't just for the the dr fauci's of the world 
This is for the politician that you think is the greatest dude in the world fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sure. Even we the have good a, guy in power can become corrupt and yeah, use his power even the for good evil. Ones, yeah, you hold them accountable them the second they go awry. So uh, the other thing that I thought this really highlighted, and it wasn't, well, it was discussed a little bit in this, but it's just that deep state idea. So I don't know what you know about the deep state, but it gets kind of a bad moniker of being like this Illuminati cabal kind of a thing. I mean, nothing surprises me. <laughs> and I do, you know, I'm all about, you know, the cabal and, you know, these people in the world that are pulling strings and stuff. But I think I mean, as far as this is concerned with I don't deep think state, Fauci can be the most corrupt man in the world. Like if we know about his wickedness, there's got to be someone above him even more wicked. Right. And I think where he falls in the line with deep state and you see it and Glenn points it out in this because um, we're just skimming the surface on the things he gets into. Um, the deep state is just more these unelected bureaucrats that work behind um, these elected officials' backs, right? And he points this out in one specific instance. So once in January, I think it was, the end of January 2020, we've realized what the outbreak is. And Dr. Fauci, and you've heard about the Dr. Fauci emails, and he's sending them out and he's asking questions, appears to be quite panicked in these emails Mm -hmm. because this stuff is getting out. Um, And he gets together with, at the time, Donald Trump, President Trump's science advisor, who his name was, uh, I can't think of his name right now, something with a B. Um, But they essentially go behind President Trump's back to call together this meeting, and they invite a bunch of these scientists in uh, to this meeting with Dr. Fauci and Trump's science advisor. And one of the guys that they bring in is this guy named Christian Anderson, who I believe was Dr. Fauci's like deputy, whatever. Um, and when the outbreak first started, this Christian Anderson guy goes, hey, I met with these scientists. We've looked at it and COVID does not appear to be basically a naturally occurring virus. Like it looks like it was created in a lab. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of days go by, this appointment happens or uh, yeah, they have a meeting. this meeting happens. And in that meeting, President Trump's science advisor basically tells these guys, you know, with like the, uh, the foot stomp, the wink, wink, like we need to figure out how this happened through the natural evolutionary process. Like basically telling you like the lab created is not an option, right? Figure out how to make this fit in a natural evolutionary. And that's why that's what it was all about. That lab sure. leak theory, the created COVID virus theory essentially got stomped out immediately mm-hmm. because the deep state was working behind the, behind the scene, behind these people's back to form a narrative. And they gave it to our fake, you know, actor, politicians and news media, and they disseminated everywhere. And the second you would speak out about it, that's why you would be crushed because the narrative's already been set mm-hmm. by these people who, again, created the virus, let it leak, lied to you, all these sorts of things. And then they, again, continued to lie. They lie to this day, even though the documents are out there. So they're psychopaths. And yeah, that just so really stuck stuck out to me, like Anderson the deep state. totally, yeah, he came back from that meeting and totally said the opposite that it's not created in the lab. Just yeah, and you go, well, why would anybody do that, right? Well, Glenn points mm-hmm. out in this again more documentation you can read for yourself. 
that shortly after Christian Anderson changes his mind after this strong arm from Trump science advisor and Dr. Fauci, uh, what happens? Oh, well, he gets awarded with multi-million dollar grants for science mm. research. Right. So you're like, Under oh. the guise of his of science research. It is, yeah, yeah, sure. That right. was for no good reason, right? So you start seeing where, like, how do these guys manipulate? Well, if you want the million dollars or millions of dollars of science uh, grants for research, yeah, there's a certain narrative you have to And I don't push. know, maybe he went in there knowing if he said um, what they didn't want him to say, that they would pay him to change his mind. Maybe he went in there just saying that, and he really believed, you know, yeah, that he already was going to say what they wanted him to. You just, I don't know. You don't know how people play each other like that. No, I mean, with Wicked Men, I'm sure there was... Like, if he accepted the millions, then... I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's a bit too late now. So that was kind of the main, I mean, that's kind of just skimming through the top of the two hour episode um, with Glenn Beck. Uh, one thing that he did mention that I thought was very fascinating is essentially after the mRNA vaccines came out, the CDC is essentially, they either changed their definition of vaccine or they're working to change it. I heard, I saw somebody post something about that a while back. Yeah. And again, none of this is of new. Vaccine. It's just laid out more succinctly and yeah it yeah. essentially went from you know vaccine is something that um gives you immunity immunity to yeah. a virus or and yep. then they're changing it to a vaccine is something that gives you protection to a virus and they mm -hmm. made the point in there that um well if all a vaccine does is give you protection then vitamin d is a vaccine so right. <laughs> hey go take your vitamin d vaccine today right and if you'll they're be gonna fine. change the definition then yeah if it's just something that gives you protection anything that improves your health is a, a vaccine then. Yeah, and by, by that definition? same token, ivermectin is a vaccine. Right. So you could just right. take your yep. ivermectin vaccine. So really, you can, if somebody says, are you vaccinated, say, yep. Apparently. So what's his name? According to the CDC, who I Who lied? Am. Who didn't give the truth? And who was that? Oh, Aaron um, Rodgers. Okay, yeah, I know. I'm not the sports person. Yeah, he should just be like, no, I took uh, <laughs> vitamin D this morning. Right. I'm vaccinated. Um, so then that show sort of rolled into the one hour uh, Blaze special kind of thing with Steve Dace. And that one was really good as well. And um, I think I'm trying to think what points that I thought was. Uh, oh, they did make because this doctor on there, the doctor on there was really intelligent. Um, or at least to an adult like me, he seemed really intelligent. So <laughs> who knows? Um, but they kind of just recovered a lot of the uh, the stuff that Glenn talked about, and you know, just let a doctor speak on it from his point of view. But one of the things that they did bring up that has just recently come out in the last couple of days is that the FDA has basically gone to the courts um, asking that the data that Moderna and Pfizer and them used to um, get the emergency use authorization all that data they're acting or they're asking the courts to basically be um they don't have to publish withheld anything. until 2076 how do they how, why do they think they're gonna approve that like because that we have a godless court system so why wouldn't they approve it they're not even gonna be alive then <laughs> i don't know um but that's crazy yeah, and then one of the points that Dr. Cole made towards the end that I just simply agree with, because again, these people are anti-Christ, um, 
for a lot of them, um, even the ones who think they're doing good, they're still doing against Christ. So they're anti-Christ, right? Dr. Cole says, um, in this country, in our current medical system, like we play politics with human lives. And then Mm -hmm. he went on to say that there are no animal studies in the mRNA vaccine because we're the animals. We're the ones I'm sure being that's how studied. they view us. And I think that is how they view us. When you talk about these national leaders, um, we're not individual people. Like as Christians, right? We see each other on an individual basis. Like each person's important, created right. in the image of God. God yeah. knew you before. You that's know, why you we born. have more moral laws and we stand for righteousness. And Yeah. But with these people, they don't. You're... You're a stack, cattle. you're cattle, right? And I think for yeah. a lot of them, they prefer China's system to what our system is. Um, because in China, President Xi, he does what he wants. No one gets in his way, right? If he wants to lock down Wuhan, it's locked down. No ifs, ands, or buts. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of our national leaders prefer that over what we have in this country. So I like what they brought up about the flu and how you don't really see the flu anymore but then these people who have gotten the the covid vaccine now their um immunity isn't as strong because they're how did he talk about that was it with the t-cells and your dna can't repair itself as well now because of the was it because of the spike protein yeah it was basically um and he Listen to him when he gets into yeah, this. Yeah, you gotta uh, listen to this it. I might be saying the, something wrong, but he was talking about cells. He gets really deep into it. it's good, but I think it's something to do with if. Well, but the University of Michigan, he was talking about, wasn't it Michigan, where all a bunch of the college students, like the flu is spreading like crazy there. It's not COVID, and he's saying it's possible that they're they they could do a study on to see if they're all vaccinated and he said get around 2000 of them who have the flu or had the flu and see if they all have this in common where they would do a an antibody test or some kind of blood test and they could confirm that the vaccine is damaging dna and we are more susceptible to getting sick now yeah, he went in, I mean, it was obviously a lot more intelligent than what we can say, but he went into a lot of um, detail as to how the mRNA can basically um, interfere with your body's natural like T-cell production that would lead you to become more vulnerable to other mm-hmm. sicknesses like the, the flu. Right. While it may not be super common, that could be an issue. Um, and he went into a lot more details on that as well. So that one was definitely worth listening to, but if you definitely. don't have all the time... Um, the two hour Glenn Beck special I thought was really good. So mm-hmm. do you have any last thoughts, baby, as we get ready to wrap this episode up? Um, I was going to say something I forgot. Maybe I'll remember what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I just want to reiterate, uh, go check out the show notes for these links. Um, I'll also have a link in there because the Dr. Cole, I think also mentioned again, um, an interview that Dr. Fauci did a while ago, and you've probably seen, it's not a new one again, but he was at the Milken Institute and kind of giving a talk and with a panel of people. And they were talking about how, Hey, we kind of need some sort of catastrophe essentially that will allow us the opportunity to use these emergency youth use authorizations to rapidly, you know, employ these vaccines and stuff. 
Um, and again, before COVID happens, I think mm-hmm. it was in 2017. So sort of foretelling what was coming. So we'll have that linked in our uh, Discord. You can go check that out as well as in the show notes and all that. Um, but again, this is just to warn you the spirit of the age and the times that we live in. Um, you can't just say, well, yeah, I know that's what they did then, but this is different. Like, you can't give these people that benefit of the doubt. Uh, you got to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. And you got to know that you're a puppet in a much larger game to these people uh, because they don't see you the way you see other people. Right. You know, if you are a Christian, right, you see people through hopefully the eyes, you know, of Christ or the hands and feet of Christ, but they don't see you that way. Yeah, they um, don't put others before themselves. So that's why mm-hmm. I think this is important. And I think this just lays it out in a very succinct way that's easy to follow, easy to understand. You may ultimately not agree with that. And if you don't, we'd love to hear from you down in the comments. But we do think it's worth your time, especially if it's free on YouTube to just go check it out. So that is all I got to say. I don't have anything else to say. I couldn't remember. All right. (laughs) Well, again, make sure you're sticking around. We'll have Dr. White, God willing, coming up this week, and that is going to be really good. But that is all we got. God bless. 